What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy alive. Uh, you know, doing well. Have you pre-ordered your new iPhone 13? I don't have any sarcasm to put on that one, so I'll just say no. No. I, I, I just, I detest Apple products so much. I just, I don't even have a snarky response. Overpriced things. Yeah, it's a paperweight. Overpriced the company, paperweight. yeah, the company's been registering. It's not a foldable phone. Everybody was expecting a foldable iPhone, uh, and they didn't do it. As a matter of fact, they actually cut some of their production. I was reading that yesterday uh, because their orders for the iPhone 12 mini or whatever were so bad that they actually cut some of their production down. Uh, But the iPhone 13 is now out. uh, But people, again, were expecting a... uh, um, you know, foldable one. But um, again, they've been doing uh, patents for foldable stuff, but no one knows what they are. And of course, I mean, they just have the, the technology patented, so you never actually know what it is. It could be their new smartphone design that they're wanting to go with. It could be. Uh, that's what some people are speculating. But they're saying that it's possible that you probably won't see a foldable iPhone until 2023. So a couple of more years down the road. That's kind of late to the game, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, actually, something I would like to see is a little device, uh, you know, like the just small one that houses all the, the the electronics or the components that aren't foldable and then have a screen that like extends out that you can open up to the size you want. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be something. Uh, apparently, they're like Samsung. They're doing a foldable one now, right? The the fold or whatever is the Galaxy Fold. Yeah, or something. something uh, I don't know what it's called, but I, I know they're doing one. Z Fold Two and the Galaxy Z Flip. Uh, other manufacturers like Microsoft, Motorola, and Huawei also have their own uh, foldable devices. So I saw Motorola. Right. Motorola has. Do you remember the Razer phone? I do. From back in like, what was it like 2000, uh, 2000? Early. Yeah, it was the early 2000s. Five, um, 2000. Some, no. Somewhere in there. Right. Right before the transition of smartphones. Yeah. 2003 like, or something like that. Yeah, it was the last. Actually, I think they were around at the same time smartphones were coming out because some of my family had uh, a Razer. And we went from razors to uh, uh, smartphones. So I don't know uh, in in my family. So I don't I know if remember. it was they were out at the same time or if that was like the last one and we held out before getting a smartphone. I don't know. I remember the razors, but I was I, I didn't have one of those. I went from a um, I went from a Samsung. Uh, I was on Sprint PCS if you remember that back around two thousand, mm-hmm. and then I went from that to a blackberry and i never went back so i've been and i went from a blackberry straight to a smartphone so i mean i was in the you argue a blackberry was a smart it was a smart for its time yeah for for its time yeah it was uh because it had like ims it had um you know through blackberry messenger and you had uh, which was the first encrypted messaging service for its time really uh you had your email you had internet access and all the rest of it you bank and receive calls and voicemails and all that stuff and people were always like, oh, my God, where'd you get one of those? I want one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To think now we have these like 4K resolution uh, screens. And I remember back in the day, the flip phones, you, you like it was just one color. It was like the, the gray background and then little mm-hmm. black dots or green or whatever. That, 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 that was your choice. 
And uh, I, I remember playing like Snake or something on there. Or, hey, know, man. Text I had uh, my phone. My fo- when I got when I got when when I went from analog to digital, you know, in the in the self in the cell phone world, when I went from analog to digital, I got an Indiglo backlight screen from Samsung. <laughs> yeah. And that was hot stuff. Right. That I had I had thing. Internet access. I could check my mm-hmm. email on that phone. Yeah. It was a big deal back then. In the year and 2000, now, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal back then. That, yeah, it, it's crazy to think about how quickly that stuff has changed. You know, I mean, really, you, you, you go back, what, 60 years, 70 years or so? We had black and white television. Mm-hmm. And it was like low quality 30, uh, 320p or whatever it is. And yeah, now it's uh, now we've advanced so far. In comparison, Apple says that they have taken out uh, just about every patent under the sun when it comes to foldable displays, uh, including an origami style folding display, uh, a flip up display and even a wraparound display. Uh, And while we don't know which one will make the final cuts, uh, they seem to think that the current prototype is more of a traditional fold out design, which would open up to about a seven and a half or an eight inch main display, which have you seen one of these fold out phones? Right. Motorola yeah. makes one. They they make they, they decided to redo the razor, but it's a it's a flip phone smartphone now. And it's only available on Amazon. It's an Amazon exclusive. And I had a look at it. It was suggested to me the other day when I was on there for something. And I was like, Motorola Razor? And it was like this flip smartphone now. And I'm like, that's interesting. Probably because we talked about it uh, off recording. And it could have been. you got the ad for it. <laughs> yeah, it could it could have been. But this this other stuff, these, these foldable phones, these things are like bricks, literally. It's like a brick yeah. uh, is how heavy they are and all that stuff. I mean, if you consider, like, I got this new phone in today. This thing is extreme. Look how thin this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is nothing. It's thin. It's light. It's actually this thing is so. It's like if you do the if you do the comparison, this is actually this actually fits inside of the other screen because <laughs> it's actually yeah, smaller. It does. Yeah. It, the other thing too. Well, I mean, if you think about it though, you take your smartphone and you fold it in half. I mean, it makes sense that it's pretty thick. The the razor. So it, I mean, it makes sense logically, but. You know, I would much I, like I said, I would like something that you could uh, e- even if it was like, um, for example, something you wore on your arm that you could like access there or something, you know, and then it's I don't know. I mean, there's so many other directions we could go with a smart device that um, it, I, I think a smartphone, the way the current rendition of how we know them, even the ones that are folding, those are not they're not revolutionary. If you know now, no. And the price point is ridiculous, right? Listen to this. The Fold 2 by Samsung is $2,000. Who's going to pay that? Um, so you'll you'll get some like um, you'll get somebody you'll get somebody to pay that. Like like the the ones that want to be like on the bleeding edge of technology and they want to brag to their friends, "Hey, I got this new." And that'll help the rest of us because it'll it'll improve the technology. It'll pay for the research of it and it'll, you know, uh, as we've seen with the, the flat screens, as we've seen with computer parts, all that. As time progresses, uh, it, it the the tech gets cheaper and cheaper, and then you know we can um, the, the the little people we get to afford uh, mm-hmm. the stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I was one of the first people in line for the iPad when it came out, and I, I bought the sixty four gig three G model, and I paid a thousand for it. So I guess that that was way back when. But I suppose I would have been a guilt. I would be, I probably would have been the two thousand dollar spender for the. The foldable phone. Yeah. I mean, if you can, yeah, if you follow that trend, yeah. I'm not an early adopter anymore. Now I'm 
in a different manner with technology because of where we've seen it go. And so I've you know, taken a different stance with it. Um, but uh, you know what? Let's um, let's get into this other thing. Let's talk about cryptos for a second. We read today that there's a luxury hotel chain that's going to start taking cryptocurrencies. That was only a matter of time. But I, I really don't want to talk necessarily about that. Uh, I want to talk about this other thing. We were talking on the exclusive last week about how you were kind of explaining the mining process of, of how this works and how they use these graphics cards to do this. Well, Ethereum miners have found a way to bypass these uh, these limits that NVIDIA has. So does that mean that the actual because the, the algorithm is supposed to like get more complicated? So does that mean that since they've found a way past this, then they don't work as hard and they, they make the mining easier? I, I, to uh, not knowing how they're they're um, bypassing, um, it could be just a uh, understanding the architecture of how the chip is, and found a way to utilize the architecture of the chip um, better, more efficiently for crypto mining. Or it could mean they're um, just bypassing it and are overclocking, uh, which would, they say that the there's some kind of be, a, yeah, there's some kind of a mod that they're using uh, for it, and they say that we're limiting the hash rate. Uh, whatever that is, of uh, GeForce's uh, RTX 3060. So they're less desirable to miners and launching the NVIDIA CMP for professional mining. Uh, NVIDIA actually released that in a, uh, in, in a blog post. So, so what's what's the hash What's the hash rate? What what is that? that that's the basically the processing rate, the, the rate it can calculate. So NVIDIA uh, posted some kind of, uh, it looks like a screenshot of their... Uh, uh, what they were doing. Screenshots posted by a Twitter account that documents the tech leaks depicted a stack of eight 3060, uh, RTX 3060 graphics cards operating at far above NVIDIA's posed, imposed 25 to 25, 20 to 25 MHS. What, what is that? So they're overclocking. Oh, that's, the, that's, the hash, that, that's the hash rate. The hash rate. So they're overclocking. So uh, it, it's like, it, it's probably like, uh, I don't know exactly what the... Okay, so when you get into doing like hashes and stuff, it's how quickly it can it can do a calculation. Um, I don't know what M is uh, because when you when you're in computer stuff, like you, you got like megabyte, megabit. So I'm wondering if it's like a if they're using a similar thing to like one hash is like similar to like a, a bit or a byte, and then a thousand is a a, a kilobyte, uh, a thousand of those is a megabyte. So I'm wondering if if that's um, the equivalent of um, like a megabyte, but it's a mega hash. So it'd be how many thousands of uh, calculations it does a second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They say it seems to be a more economical choice for miners as it brings the GPU performance up to par with the uh, GeForce RTX 3060 uh, at a lower price and power consumption. So was this so basically was this Sorry, problem they were having with the uh, the 3060? So yeah, that, that that's not just the problem with that, but it's the problem. Period. Like. Uh, your your power consumption rate and how uh, how many hash your hash rate uh, that's kind of like you have to balance the two. Basically, uh, there, there's a calculator here, right? For uh, mining, um, you can enter your hash rate, and I'm guessing mega hash is is what that stands for. Um, and then you can say at what power, you know, what what the power level is for your your video card, and it'll give you how many uh, what it costs per kilowatt uh, according. Uh, um, roughly. So then you can get the average cost of whatever your your bit currency is uh, or your cryptocurrency is and find out, you know, based on your hash rate, your consumption rate, 
the price of electricity and the value of the currency if you're um, making money or you're losing money, you know, or breaking even or whatever. So, so if I'm making um, if I'm making five hundred dollars a week in you know, roughly based on market value, if I'm making five hundred dollars a week mining cryptocurrencies, and yet that's shooting my electricity bill up to I don't know uh, four hundred and fifty dollars a month. I'm really only making fifty dollars mining cryptocurrencies. Well, let's see. If you're making five hundred dollars a week, right, using that example, and you're running twenty four seven, you would be consuming. If you're using one card, just basing it off of this, and that one card, let's say it uses one hundred and twenty five watts of power. That's um, a basically ten cents per kilowatt hour. So yeah, I mean, in that sense, you'd be making money. You'd be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would be a money maker there. There, if you're if you're mining for ether, that's uh, you'd you'd actually be making over a thousand dollars. Interesting. All right, uh, switching up here, but staying with tech. Do you think Twitter should be banned or slowed down? Why? Well, Russia says they're going to start slowing down Twitter. Uh, are they? Are they? So is Russia saying they're going to slow down Twitter because of the 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 nonsense they're doing with the banning of voices, or yes. are they? Yeah. Okay. So failing to remove banned content and threaten the platform with total blocking in what is widely seen as an escalating effort by authorities to tighten control over foreign social media platforms. I I see what they're so there was a key thing you said there for not removing content that the government deems should be removed. Um, Well, that could be it. It says for allegedly failing to remove banned content. I'm assuming this might have something to do with Nalvani. That'd yeah, guess. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that and the the memes that go around of uh, Putin and like you know um, uh, there was one uh, of Putin with uh, like a uh, uh, the the LGBT flag uh, shirtless riding a bear you know I mean there there's memes going around and Putin doesn't like them so uh, that could be that could be that and Navalny, in this case not not Navalny Navalny sorry my mistake Navalny yes. Um, that that honestly, I think that's what it is. Is it's just they're Putin not capitulating with the Putin riding. A yeah, yeah, shirtless. yeah. <laughs> shirtless, yeah. He he went horseback riding one time, shirtless or something, and there was a meme on that one, and they they took it and turned it the, the horse to a bear. And oh come on, that yeah, I get it. They, Russian bear, yeah, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and you know the the jokes about Russia and you know all that. Yeah, everyone's um, named Boris. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So no. Uh, throttling Twitter for doing no. Um, how do you throttle Twitter though? Like, how, how do you throttle what? Like, what? So it goes through like a government filter, and then they approve. Like, so there's an approval process yeah. through what they have. It, then, it, it, so basically, um, Twitter obviously will have set IP addresses for their servers, and then you just throttle those IP addresses. So that, that's one way to do it. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't you're using be a VPN, but yeah. I wouldn't be against at this point, based on Twitter's behavior and the uh, the, the actions of Jack Dorsey and his um, band of merry people, shall we say? I wouldn't be a, out of the. I wouldn't be against the possibility at this point of just outright shutting them off. I mean, I'm sorry, but well, know, look what look what they're doing to people's rights. I'm sorry. I I I agree, but. We honestly, you, you don't have to do that. Like, there's an easy action of just just take away their two thirty protections. Just take uh, away yeah, the I'm protections fu- that they have. Sure, sure. Then you don't have I, to do any kind of because uh, doing something like that, like banning them, that where where the government comes in and says you can't have a free market system anymore. They're saying and, that and now. Well, I know they're saying that now, but that's totalitarianism, on, and I'm I'm against it. I'm uh, you know in in all of its forms. So. I, I wouldn't be for doing something like that personally. 
Um, that said, uh, that doesn't mean I'm okay with Twitter and what they're doing. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's articles out now that are saying that um, the the red states uh, passing the bills that are supposed to put restrictions on Twitter to keep them from banning conservatives. Um, they're saying think tanks are saying, oh, this is going to backfire, and this is actually going to make Twitter and Facebook and them worse, and they're gonna they're gonna censor even more. And I'm I'm kind of like. Okay, so here here's my my issue with Twitter and Facebook and you know all the uh, YouTube, all of them. If you're a conservative and you say something, uh, you get banned, right? Uh, depending on what it is. However, if someone on the left says the exact same thing, but from the left's perspective and wording, they're fine. It's okay. That is my issue: is that you you're double standard. So if you're mm-hmm. going to ban someone on the right for saying something like uh, questioning masks. But then you don't follow the same procedure on the left as well. I have an issue with that. You have a double standard. You have rules that are vague. You're supposed to, like if you put out community standards or uh, guidelines to be on the platform, you have to stick to those guidelines. You can't just like, well, you're conservative, so we have no. Th- there are no extra rules in this case. You put out your rules and you uphold the rules that you put out there. There, there are no hidden rules. And you mm-hmm. hold the left and the right to the same standard. No, no, nobody gets any privileges. But unfortunately, that's not what they're doing. And that's where I have the issue is there's no set standard. There's no set rules. It's if you're a conservative, you're banned. Yeah, that that is the problem. And but here, here's the thing. It's not even really acceptable. It's just if you're like, I still know some people that are conservatives, prominent conservatives that are on these platforms and they're mm-hmm. fine. They're fine. Yeah. But other but people, such as like the topics that get banned, sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes yeah. they hint around them. Steven Crowder, for example, look what they just did to him mm-hmm. again. You said yeah. they removed like the, the clock, the ban clock on him this time. Yeah. So this time he was suspended here a, a day or two ago. And um, for a second time, yeah, well, second or third or however many this is now, I don't I don't know. But they were they were suspended, not actually banned. Right. Their account was suspended. But. They didn't give a reason for the suspension. That that field was blank in the email. And the ban clock, uh, you know, the, the counter on there has been re- reset multiple times now. So they didn't give a reason for Trump being banned. They just banned it. And it was yeah. a temporary, a temporary suspension. And then they just said, yeah, he's not going to be allowed back ever. So but I don't have a problem with that. The the problem I have, if if a company wants to come forward and provide you a product and say, okay, we don't like what you say, you're banned. The issue I have in all of this is you're taking government, not only funding, but also government uh, protections. Because of that, you are now bound by the constitution because you're a, you're a government, basically you're a branch of the government. If you're taking money and benefits from the government, you should be upheld to the same standards, which means constitution. You're held by the constitution. So you can't ban someone for saying something you don't like. Uh, in fact, the only thing you can really ban someone for is like illegal stuff, like uh, you know child pornography. Or if you ban, and you should be banned for general, that stuff. You should be yeah, banned for that. Uh, agreed. And uh, well, I mean, the law should come after you in that case. Absolutely. But, and and calling for violence. And those, those are the and only those companies. Things that should be those companies for. should release all that information to help those yeah. people get apprehended. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, but. The problem is, is they have they have the protections and they're doing this at the same time. If they were if they were disconnected from one another and the free market was allowed to, um, you know, have its have its um, play, if you will, you would have these upstart companies pop up that offer you freedom of speech like Parler, for example, 
and they would be competing with Twitter. But that's that's not the case. Twitter was actually or not Twitter. Uh, Parler was actually just denied a reinstatement claim that was put in to Apple. And Apple said, no, you just you haven't moderated or changed your terms of service or terms of service to our liking. So sorry, we're not going to allow you back on our app store. Gatekeepers, um, as I said yesterday, they're, they're, they are gatekeepers. And honestly, Parler has a lawsuit. If if they're not doing anything that if if Apple does not have in their terms of service or any of that, the rules of which they're saying they're holding Parler to, if they don't have those clearly defined, there's a lawsuit. Parler completely rewrote. Not only did they fire mates, they they completely rewrote all of their terms of service. The ones that you and I went back through and we combed through mm-hmm. to make sure that you know everything was on the up and up. They rewrote all that stuff again. Yeah. So this is the third it's, time it's in in a year. Basically They've, the same though. Yeah, it's more or less it's the same. But you know what? I've been on that platform. I spent a good amount of time over there. I mean, hell, I got a few thousand followers over there. There's not any hate speech over there. There's not. If there was, a, if there were hate speech on that platform, if there were uh, Nazi stuff all over there and 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 whatever, I wouldn't be on there. I'd, I'd be deleting it as fast as I could, and that's why they won't reinstate it to the App Store. It's 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 insulting. Yeah. So uh, I just just remove the two thirty protections from you know if you're gonna if you're gonna violate people's constitutional rights on those those platforms and not have clear rules and stick to your the the clear rules. Um, then you you should be. Are Apple and you know, Google held to two thirty as well? Uh, so I know Google is because they have social YouTube. networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Apple, I don't, I don't think, don't Apple, think Apple has any of those kind of protections. No, they, the Apple doesn't. Like Apple sticks to their own stuff. They don't really venture mm-hmm. outside of that stuff. So mm-hmm. they have like yeah. their own little. Cl- that that is as much as I dislike Apple. That is a benefit of Apple. They do have closed systems. I'll give them that. Yeah, that that's fair. They they do. It's just I, I'm I'm concerned by the the kind of control they have over those systems. That's the other side of it. Yeah, that's the other side of it. Is yeah. they have the closed systems and they say, well, our systems are private. Okay, yeah, our systems are secure. Yeah, okay, yeah. But you don't release any of your source coding. That's a problem. Yeah. So, so if, not if only do you system- not know like what's being taken from you, like data. Yeah. You also can't install like you know sideload any software you want to load or you know any of those. It makes yeah. it safer, sure. But when you know what you're doing, it's it's more hindering to you. Yeah. But all of that is based on the fact that you're trusting that company rather than you know giving the trust back to you. For example, Google. And I know that Google's not really a trustworthy company, but. Mm-hmm. Google, at least to their credit, when they release their software, when they release their chips uh, that they put out, like their Titan security chips and all that, they say, here's the source code for it. Here it is. Take the software and and adapt it however you want. To their credit, at least they do that. And by them doing that, it allows you to expand the platform and build on it and see what they actually use. And you can build yourself a, your own protections against that. And I like that. Yeah. And not only that, but from a marketing perspective, you can watch what other people make and what people are interested in. And you might be able to include it in your own, um, you know, designs, if you will. And it's kind of like what Linux... Yeah, it's kind of like what Linux would do. So if you had a Linux OS back in the day, I mean, we were toying around with Linux uh, like 15 years ago. And yeah, it was good on server stuff, but it didn't really, it's never really worked well as an OS, but or at least I never liked it. Uh, but I had a couple of devices that had uh, a Linux OS on it. 
and uh, Fedora, I think, is what I ran on it. And uh, the, the thing I liked about it was it was open source. You could change whatever you wanted. If there was something you could contribute, and you could load that up and say, well, here, here's what I did. Here's the code for it. So Yeah, I agree. It's just, you know, th those uh, Linux is obviously for more advanced users, and it's somewhat limiting. And, and um, it's a pain in the rear if you, if you want to just hop on and chill, you know, watch a video or play a game or something. It's, it's uh, it, yeah better for servers yeah all right uh we're out of time this morning we are gonna have to go but uh thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning